There is one common problem that is coming up over and over again right now. And that problem is finding and hiring great teachers. And this is a problem that is being exacerbated by the growth that the studio owners that I'm working with are experiencing because they need more instructors to work with more clients more than ever before. Now, hiring is a big topic and there are lots of considerations to make throughout the entire process of bringing in a new team member. But in this episode of the Pilates Business Podcast, I'm going to help you put your best foot forward and start at the very beginning with a winning job description. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now, it's been a while since I spoke with you about building a team, But it's funny because it's actually something that I speak to my studio owners about each and every week inside of my Thrive program. Because as you grow, what you need is you've got your more clients, you need more teachers to help you to teach those more clients, right? And this is... um, this is a, a f- often when we go into the hiring phase, um, it, it's a new phase of business growth. And when hiring becomes a breeze for you, when it's easy for you to hire, when you know how to do it and you're confident in your ability to hire, the potential for your business growth just explodes. And so hiring is something that I really recommend that you get comfortable with um, and you learn how to do well. And there are lots of different things that you can do along that process, like I said, of hiring that really makes it makes it simpler for you, but also more effective for you when you know how. Because managing people and hiring is a real challenge for most studio owners, for many studio owners. You know, the more people you have in your business, the more people you have to manage. Um, and hiring is a big topic. Um, And there are lots of things, lots of considerations that you're going to want to make throughout the entire process to, um, that will have an impact on how successful you are in hiring the right person for your business. And today I want to talk to you about one part of that process. um, Because if I was going to tell you about all of the parts of the process, we would be here for hours, (laughs) but I want to share with you just one part of the process today that will help you to really sort of set yourself up for success when you're hiring a new team member. And it's often the step that is most overlooked in the whole process. And that is putting together a job description, a role description for that, um, the role of a teacher or a um, a front desk person or a a member support, Um, whatever the role is in your business, putting together that job description is super helpful and super important. Um, And it also really does set you up for a successful hire. And there's a couple of different components and ways to think about this and things that you can do to really, that really do inform whether or not your, uh, your new hire is, is the right fit. Um, And it's, it's both the first impression that they will get of your studio, but the, the real benefit I think of putting together 
a role description is that it actually helps you to clarify the expectations you have for that role. Okay. So should we dive in and talk about it? Um, so hiring, I would say hiring great people starts long before you, you get applications, long before that person starts that first day, although that's often where we're most focused, most focused on that sort of first day, getting them up to speed, getting them teaching in your studio and, you know, being able to sort of move on and grow our businesses. Right. Um, and when we don't take the time to lay out the expectations, we, it often leads to long-term problems down the road. And this is one of the biggest mistakes that I see when it comes to hiring truly is that um, if you don't take the time to lay out what it is you're looking for from that role position and from that position, um, you end up not being able to communicate what it is you need from the very beginning, which is very challenging them to sort of adjust down the road. And so this process starts truly with you as the business owner, stepping into that CEO role that you are and taking time to think about what it is your business really needs, um, what you're looking for, what your business needs you to look for. And, um, and on top of that, what would make working in your studio fun and interesting and compelling for the ideal teacher or the ideal new team member, right? And when you're really clear about this, you can be clear about communicating this. So it's funny because, um, you know, I've been talking a lot about uh, your ideal client and working with the right people in your business from a client perspective. Um, and many of those same um, sort of theories, concepts apply to um, how you think about hiring your teachers as well. And we, when you second to, you know, getting clients in the door and being appealing and um, to, to your clients, you want to be a place where teachers want to work. Right. And so you want to be thoughtful about what that looks like and what you, what that, how you can sort of share and communicate, um, how special your studio is to work so that those teachers that you want to hire get a really good idea before they even walk in the door about what they're going to experience as a teacher in your business. And so we see a lot of similarities between how we think about bringing in new clients to how we think about bringing in new teachers. And I actually just recently got a message from a studio owner that I had met at a conference a couple of years ago who had talked to me about how she was having a hard time back then with finding the right people um, to work with her, right? The right teachers and, and how to bring them in and how to manage them effectively. And I said to her at the time, um, you know, that you have to treat them a little bit more like you treat your clients. And they're in, your teachers are a very important, integral part of your business and your ability to grow your business and your ability to take time out of your business. And so you want to be thoughtful about, you know, how you're bringing people in and how you're training them up and um, that you're, you're supporting their career path in your business. And, you know, I didn't see that person for a long time, but she just sent me a message last week and said, oh my goodness. And I had to reach out and let you know, because I didn't like what you told me. <laughs> I didn't like your advice uh, back then, but I thought about it and I did it anyway. And now I've got a fabulous team of teachers and I've been able to grow my business. So sometimes it's not always the, what you want to hear. Um, that is, uh, the, the, what you need to hear, but, um, this is something that if you can make it, uh, work in your studio, your studio will be stronger for it. Right. Because when you don't, um, when you don't have 
uh, when if you're not clear from the very beginning about the expectations you have for that teacher, um, and then they show up on that first day and they teach that client and then they leave, or they come in and they teach their two clients and then they leave. And then perhaps they don't do some of the other things that, that you do, um, or you would expect them to do, or you would hope that they would do, um, because they may not be aware you even need them to do those things if you haven't communicated them. And if you don't, if you want, it's much, much easier to be clear from the very beginning about your expectations versus trying to fix it down the road. Because what happens when these situations, if left unchecked, they can lead to frustration on behalf of you, the studio owner. And, you know, it can lead to perhaps a a long-term unhealthy working relationship, which just makes things very sort of difficult. And the longer these things go on, often the harder they are to fix and the more difficult they become. And, you know, when it comes to to managing people, a lot of um, the way that we avoid issues arising is with having very clear and open communication. And in the worst case scenario, I've seen studio owners who ultimately end up being the catch-all for all those tasks, all those little things that perhaps uh, your teachers, you'd like your teachers do, but your teachers are not doing. Um, and you end up taking time doing all of these tasks, um, which is time that you could be could be spent doing things that would be growing your business and building your business and, um, you know, would have event would would be more sort of revenue generating for your business. And so we want to make sure from the very beginning that you are clarifying what the role entails, the responsibilities of the role, and it helps you as a studio owner um, and the new team member to be on the same page. Okay. Now that said, we all know that our industry is fiercely competitive and that teachers have choices for where they teach. I've heard a lot of stories recently about how teachers have, you know, been offered work at many different studios. And so we know that this is a competitive industry right now. We know that there is a shortage of teachers. Um, and so we want to make sure that your studio as the studio that, you know, there's hiring, that you are able to attract teachers into your studio, that you're able to bring them in um, and that they know what makes your studio special and how you're going to treat them and how you're going to make sure that they are um, they are in a role that fits them, right? And so before we even dive into what that job description should look like, you know, hiring, I just want to mention real quick that hiring is a, it's it, it's something that you you, like I said, you want to get good at but it's also something that you're going to need to carve out some time to do, right? And so when we think about hiring, we don't we don't want to wait until our schedules are already full and our, we don't have zero time to dedicate to it because you won't have the time you need to to do some of this pre-work to interview the right candidates to assess the applications, right? Um so we want to make sure that you are very proactive with your hiring and you're anticipating the needs of your business as it grows. So if you're seeing your business grow, if you're seeing your schedule fill up, if you're seeing the schedules of your teachers fill up, you want to be aware of you know, at what point you want to be then hiring that next teacher and what that role would look like. So the very first thing you want to make sure you're doing is you're carving out time on your calendar to do this work. And if you have got sort of admin or office hours then this would be a great time to do that. And so you want to make sure that you are carving out time to write the job description to and, and to assess the applications. And you've got a bit of a timeline for how that is going to happen because we don't, we don't, you're not going to hire 
you're not going to you post the job and hire someone in one week. It's it's just highly unlikely that that will happen. And so you have to carve out the time and dedicate the time um, to to your hiring process. So that's the first thing. It doesn't just happen on its own by itself. You have to be intentional about it. Now, the next thing I want you to do is I want you to open your notebook, open your computer, and I want you just to write down all the things you want this person to do. Um, and you can organize it all later, but everything that you're doing in your business or everything that you want this person to do or have this, this role, um, what it entails, get it all out of your head and onto paper. The more information you can get out of your head and onto paper, the better. And what I often see is that if you have been in your, in doing what you do for a long time, there's a lot of things that you do just sort of automatically. You're just doing them subconsciously almost. You're just, um, it's how you perhaps pick up after, you know, you taught a client or how you, um, end a class or how you, um, how early you come to the studio before your first client, right? These are all small things that you're probably doing and you probably have a preference for how your team would do it also. And so it's really important that you get this onto paper because you can organize it all later. You can make it, um, flow as nicely as you want to later on. But the first thing is to do is to get it all onto paper. Okay. And then once you have caught it sort of the role and the job, the sort of the tasks, the responsibilities, um, what you want this person to do in your business, you then want to take a new sheet of paper and you're going to want to think about what would make your studio a great place to work. Are you collaborative? Is there room to grow? Do you have clients waiting for them? Um, are you going to be able to offer them a, a starting specific number of hours of teaching? Um, are there perks for the teachers? Do you offer continuing education workshops? Are they, um, do you offer any bonuses? Is it a fun place to work? Are you a great team or is it a small and quiet studio? Whatever it is, you want to also write that all down. Okay. Because once you have both of those things, you now have what you need to organize um, and start with the information um, that you need to share. Okay. So you want to start with having the job description really should start with an overview of your business. Okay. And you want to share a little bit about your brand promise and your core values about what you care about in your, in your studio so that the person reading it will identify as someone who associates with that or not. Right. And they'll also know what matters to you in your business and the way that you sort of run your business and, and the way that you treat your clients. Okay. And if that's something that they are into, then they will proceed with the application. But if they read that job description of your studio and, and how you kind of work within your studio, um, and it they they that it doesn't really jive with them, then you know they're gonna they're gonna move on to the next. Okay. But inside of that, you also want to share very clearly about you know what you offer in your studio. And a few of those sort of nuts and bolts information um, as well. So that's kind of the start, the beginning of that job description. It's a summary of your your business, um, of your studio, and uh, and and how you how you work, how you work with your clients, and what you're kind of all about. All right. The next part of the job description is an outline of the role itself, and you know these are often. Um, really nicely sort of, um, if they're placed into bullet points, um, so they can be easily sort of read through by the reader and organized by yourself. And so you want to outline very clearly the responsibilities of the job, um, along as well as any specific tasks. And I would recommend that you don't sugarcoat perhaps the things that you may see as less desirable parts of the job. So if you expect your teachers to clean up 
after the studio, the, the studio after their class, then you will want to be clear about that in the role description. Okay. Whatever you expect this person to do in terms of tasks, you want to make sure you're putting that inside of the responsibilities of the job. So it's very, very clear. Okay. And then if there are any sort of, um, other deliverables, so any admin tasks, meet team meetings you're expecting them to attend, any continued education you expect them to attend, um, you'll want to clearly lay out what these other expectations are and how often they will be required. Now, at the towards the end of the job description, you will also want to include some indication for the compensation and what type of agreement will be in place. Is this a contract position or an employee position? And you'll want to make sure you're well aware of the of the of the legalities around hiring before you go into this down this path. Um, and there you will have to look speak, I would speak with a lawyer and and the who is aware of your business, your business model, and your requirements of at at all levels um, before you put anything on paper. Okay. And so you'll want to be clear about that as well. And then the very last thing to include in your job description is what they need to do to apply. So the next step, and this could be submitting a resume. It could be a cover letter. It could be a short video. It could be completing an application form. And you'll want to let them know what that first step looks like. Okay. And within that, you may also want to add a deadline for applications so you can manage your time accordingly and know when you're applying, um, going to need to take the time to review all of those applications. Now, this is one step of the whole process and having this clear for yourself, but also the, the process mapped out for the application for yourself as well is also really, really important. So, um, this job description is really that very first impression that you will make with your teacher and any other team member who is going to become a vital part um, of your growing studio business. So you want to make it as clear, um, as simple, but as compelling as possible. Um, and you also want to make sure that you're making that great impression and you're making the application process easy and straightforward. Okay. So I hope this is helpful to you, um, a step-by-step plan for writing a job description that um, will sell your studio, not to clients, but to teachers and to other potential team members that will help you to continue to build and grow your business. When you are really uh, clear about what your expectations are of your team and you provide them with the information they need to be a wonderful team member, that's when you're able to build um, a high achieving and very functional team that will help you to grow your studio. So I hope this is helpful to you as you build and grow your boutique fitness business. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so appreciative if you could take just a quick minute, go to wherever you're listening and rate and review this podcast. It would mean a ton to me and would help to get the podcast out into the community so that more studio owners, more teachers, just like you can feel encouraged and supported on their journey in our industry. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So, Whatever it is that you want to do, create, or offer, you've got this. 
Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.